1: This is your tech report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. We're back on your tech report, Mitchell
0: Woodfield and Marka Flower with you. Thank you for being with us. Uh did I mention we're giving away a TCL phone? Mitchell, we are eight. Am I eligible now? No, you're not eligible now. Two yes. we've got two TCL30 XE5Gs. This is, you know, people overlook TCL sometimes when they talk about phones. They're they're looking at, you know, what's new from Samsung, what's new from Apple. Um, If you want to get into 5G and you don't want to have to spend $2,000, this is one of those phones that, I mean, they're phenomenal pieces of hardware, build, quality, camera, Um, you talk about a 6.5 inch HD display, 90 hertz refresh rate, uh, 8 megapixel front facing camera, 13 megapixel main camera, this is like an incredible, incredible phone, I've spent a lot of time with it, it's been like my second driver for some time. We're giving them away. Uh, we've got two away courtesy of TCL, two to give away. Just head on over to yourtechreport.com or follow us on social media, and we'll put a link up so how you can enter to win this device. We'll run this for a couple of weeks. It's good for Valentine's Day. We've got Mother's Day and Father's Day around the corner. I mean, winter is coming to an end, hopefully. So do yeah. get in on this giveaway. We are very really excited to be able to bring it to you again. Two TCL 30XE 5G phones if you haven't tried 5G yet. God, I was in Florida. For the NHL All Star Game, yes, and, yes, yes. Um, I asked a friend of mine. I said, "You know what? Could you get me on your plan? Just get me a SIM card so that I could pop it into like my phone. So when I'm there, I don't have to worry about roaming and stuff like that." And I what? I sent you a screenshot. What was it like? Six hundred meg downloads on five G. Insane! Insane! Like, I haven't seen those speeds in, in Canada
1: yet. I know, um, neither. I haven't seen him in L.A. either. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So, I mean, that was on T-Mobile, which is now T-Mobile and Sprint. So um, amazing, amazing speeds and technology there. It was, a, it was a good show this weekend, too. I kind of enjoyed kind of enjoyed the All-Star game this year. I really, liked, I really like I
1: really like the format, although I have to tell you, you know, we talk about because there have been times like when I met you, when you came, when you came out to L.A. to do it, and of yeah. course, it was easy for me. But you always say, oh, you know, come meet me. It's going to be in Toronto next. Uh, yes, see, you're going to come like out? Canadian, Toronto. Uh, I think we may have to do it. Really? Just because I have to show my son. First of all, he he's very excited. He wants to come to Canada. He he's like been talking about it and you know if that for a long time. You had time, some reasons to come. I know. If only I had like a best friend out there, go figure, right? Don't even go there. Um and then the hockey hall of fame. Yeah. I mean, there's just there's so I mean, I it's such a great experience. A That's my couple. favorite. My favorite Hall of Fame out of any Hall of Fame, by the way. So I the book best a couple of rooms Hall of Fame. for you
0: then, uh, I guess, when uh, I book uh, my rooms? <laughs> yes, you, you better do
1: that. I think I think it's going to be spectacular. It's, it's the, you know, the home of hockey, although Montreal, you know, some would argue. Well, the I was in right.
0: Toronto for the NBA All-Star Game when it was there, and – Number one, it was one of the coldest weekends I ever enjoyed. Oh, yeah. It's nasty in Toronto. It was pretty bad. I mean, but the climate's changed a lot since then. So hopefully, it's a it's a good time. But yeah, NHL All Star next year in Toronto. I'm looking forward to that as well. But we have got events before that. They've got Nashville for the draft and the awards and all that oh, fun that's stuff. Right. Yeah. Other
1: stuff. Did you hear the news this week from
0: Microsoft? Microsoft, aside from their $10 billion investment in ChatGPT, they've now uh, announced a new version of Bing, the search engine. Yes. And a new version of their Edge browser that are going to feature ChatGPT-like interaction. Um, So let me explain what this means, okay? Yes, go ahead. So new search engine that's suddenly going to be a little bit more contextually aware. What do I mean by contextually aware? I don't know. You're planning a trip to Montreal for or Toronto for the NHL All-Star Game. You're online. You're looking for hotels and stuff, things to do in Toronto. And then next thing you know, you go, oh, you know what? I want to where should I take Mark when he comes to comes to town? Uh, Restaurants, uh, restaurants to good steak restaurants. It'll be able to to know where you've been. And not just by, oh, this is the website based on a cookie that's in your browser, but in the context of what you've what you've focused your attention on on a specific web page, what other search results you might have gone through, where you live currently. So it, it could it could not only show you a list of restaurants, but it could say your friend Mark would enjoy these restaurants because you do a radio show with him because we know you do, because we know who you are, Mitchell Whitfield. And it'll be able to contextually be, you know, be contextually aware of what's going on around you. Um, so creepy. So and, cool, but so creepy. And then you could take yeah. it to the whole new level of, t- of ChatGPT to be able to use that information. So you could say, okay, I don't really understand. Is this menu good enough for me? Um, does this menu – is there anything on the menu that has nuts? It can, it can go through all the details. It basically takes AI to a whole new level, and Microsoft, like everybody else, is – Racing is absolutely racing to make announcements and to show people that they're invested in this because chat GPT, even though it's been around for years now, you know, it only re- went, quote unquote, public back in December. And people are just amazed by the things that it can do. So the fact that Microsoft had this big investment allowed them to really fast forward things. Well, meantime, on the Google side of the street, they've brought back their original founders and they said, get in here. We need you to help fix something. And not only did they, did they do that, but they made some announcements this past week as well with their own. Machine learning and AI I don't know if you saw this one, and they did a demo that completely flopped and failed that lost them almost a hundred billion dollars worth of sharepoints in the market in one day
1: that's what happened
0: so you rush you <laughs> rush and it doesn't always it doesn't always yield the results that you want to that being said, does this type of technology scare the heck out of you, or do you see the promise of it
1: Yes, the okay. answer is yes yes, <laughs> yes to, to, both. to both um And and listen, this is where I have a hard time balancing the tech geek that's in me and the person that respects some modicum of privacy. Now, I'm not talking about the kind of privacy where I'm not gonna let the government know where I am at any given, I mean, yes, that I, I do understand that, but I think some people take it overboard Yeah. Um. in terms of, you know, the government has now implanted something in my t and I can, they can hear me. No, in but there's your some things- In your new knee. It's in my back, yeah. Thank God I don't have a <laughs> lot of cavities, right? Um, I, I'll give you, I mean, to give you, again, give it a little bit of context. I know, obviously, you know, Google owns YouTube, right? So when you do a Google search on something, okay, that's tied into your YouTube videos. That's tied into your targeted advertising. That's what targeted advertising is. It's basically the basic definition of targeted advertising. And you opt in when you sign up for these services unless you opt out. Okay. So it still freaks me out that I'm searching the web for something. And then I go, because at night I fall asleep with my YouTube videos. I have my subscriptions. And an ad comes on for the same thing that I just Googled. I'm like, and I'm an idiot because I know how it happened. I know what targeted advertising. I'm like, how did they know? I was just looking that up. And it's like, well, of course they know because you're giving them the information. Well, that. Imagine that on steroids. Yes, mag- multiplied by ten thousand, and that's what this technology is.
0: But here's the here's the upside of that for a second. Okay, number one, you'll be able to opt into the privacy elements of things. Okay? Yes, yes. Number two is um, the goal here is to give you a better experience and to give yes. you more precise results for what you're looking for. So hopefully, you're not wasting your time going down this rabbit hole of of things that are just not relevant to what you're looking for. That's one of the things. The other thing is is that advertisers are gonna have a much harder time to target you with all this crap that you don't care about than they were previously. Because hopefully, and we don't know how this is gonna work, they don't have access to that data. If you opt out and you wanna browse privately, they don't have access to every little little bit of minutia that you're looking for. So you might actually, this might actually bring the whole online, the whole web experience, not necessarily safer because that's totally in your control, but I think it might be a more pleasant experience and more a more specific, relevant
1: yes a more yes. relevant
0: experience that i'm looking forward to
1: and that's why i said that's why I didn't go all like tinfoil hat guy on you and say, oh, I that's see your just hat too much background. for me. Uh, don't. Shh, we don't talk about the tinfoil hat. Um, but that's why I said it's terrifying and exhilarating at the same time because the tech side, the tech guy side of me is thrilled by this. I think it's super cool. We talked about, remember, like years ago when they first started, like when you first started walking into, they had these stores you could walk into and there'd be an advocate. Oh, Mitchell Whitfield, you know, you're going to like this because you browsed about that before and again it feels invasive and creepy but there's something super cool about that as well and that's what this is and there is something really cool about that and as long as people have the option the people that are horrified by it without having the euphoric side that's like oh that's so cool mixed in with a little bit of like oh that's scary the people that are just horrified by it have that option to say no thank you as long as that option exists i think that is the perfect balance of letting the people who want to have that experience enjoy it and have a tailored experience with their browsing, with their shopping, walking to stores, how and you know they're gonna take it much further than just your oh, desktop. Yeah. Totally. It's gonna be taken. This is just this is just the beginning. And it's it's the beginning of machines or of your toaster getting smarter and eventually killing you uh when you go to cook something and shocking you because it knows that it can. Anyway, I'm I'm going tinfoil how little guy bit. again. Okay, I want I wanna get I think it's super cool. Yeah. I want
0: to give an example of how people are using ChatGPT these days or any AI yeah. really in general, because a lot of people say, Yeah, I, I don't really get it for my industry. And here, here's the example of a post I saw online. And this is what the guy wrote. He writes, ChatGPT has changed SEO, search engine optimization. However, many PS specialists aren't using it. Here's how I'm using this daily. And this is a guy who sells like affiliate marketing stuff. Okay. So, you know, he's out there trying to get people to, to you know click through to his stuff and hopefully make money through affiliate programs. So one thing he does is he rewrites text in the voice of a famous person. So I often use Brian Dean or Joe Rogan. So he writes this example of, Rewrite this paragraph in the voice of Seth Godin. You can make money online in fact, Mike. And, he, and it rewrites the paragraph in the voice of that person. And it does an example with Joe Rogan that's just. Dead in the on. words or his actual voice? No, in, in words, in actual words. In words, okay. In word. Yeah. Then yeah. he goes, okay. Um. Write a, Create a bullet point list of subtopics I have to cover in a blog post titled How to Make Money Online. And it returns a list. Affiliate marketing, selling products or services on an e-commerce platform, creating and monetizing a blog or website, online tutorials or teaching, freelancing, blah, blah, blah. Then he goes, okay, create a first draft. And it goes and writes a full first draft of it. Then it goes even further. He goes, okay, get sources. So it cites five sources with links and the titles that it used in those, in those actual you know, details. Then it goes, okay, generate a meta description, which is a description that has a lot of keywords in it, and it generates right. a 145-character description. Then it goes, okay, generate a blog post intro. So he writes an intro that's, like, super captivating. And then it goes, okay, generate topic ideas. So it gets generates a list of five top popular questions related to affiliate marketing that are relevant for website builders in the pet niche. And it goes through five of them. And then he goes, the last one, which I found amazing, was, um, sorry, the two of them, rephrasing content. So it rephrases content in three different ways to avoid repetition while keeping its meaning. And it does it miraculously. And the last one is generate a list of six frequently asked questions based on the following content. And he pastes like a blog post and it writes six frequently asked questions. As an idea starter alone, this technology has so much potential. Can you imagine people who are suffering, you know, suffering writer's block, you know, people who are, I need to write an article about, you know, this new Apple computer. I just don't know where to start. What should I talk about? And you can ask it and it'll analyze and use data out there to actually do it. And let's not forget that this new version of Bing and and Edge is not like ChatGPT that was limited to a database of, of 2021. This is now real time. People were able to actually go in there and test it after this announcement event this past week and say, tell me about this announcement. And it was able to actually formulate results based on that data. So I think okay, that once uh, th- your mind clicks, once you click and realize, wait a second, here's an example of how I can use it. I think it's really going to help people break out of their creative shell if they're, not, if they're if, if, you know, stuck in that creative shell. I think it has so much well, super potential.
1: I, I, I'm going to take this to the next level using my own industry, the film and television industry, right? Yep. Um, and you've already, you've already touched on this, but imagine you said people have writer's block, blah, blah. you know, one of the hardest things right now is, you know, people always wonder why do they, why, why do we see so much regurgitated content in film and television? Why are they making remakes of that 70s show to that 90s show? They brought back Will and Grace, they're bringing back Frasier. We're seeing multiple iterations of every Star Wars, every this, every that, and every, you know, I actually love the Star Wars stuff and Will and Grace. So let's not use those as examples, but uh it's, Hollywood is always looking for sometimes, you know, new great ideas, but they also look to make money on projects that have already existed, which is why you see so many rehashings of things, right? But for people to look to create new content, not rehashing what we've seen on TV for the past three decades. New content. Imagine putting into this algorithm, you know, I'd like to write a script. And again, all the scripts have already, all the scripts in the world for movies and stuff have been digitized somewhere. They're all out there. They're on a database that you can access. Scripts for Gone to the Wind, your favorite movie, Tootsie, this, and whatever your favorite movie is, okay? They're all out there. They've been digitized. They can be accessed in, from, a, from algorithms that are looking to pull information, right? Imagine you tell the system, okay, I'd like to do a script, make it about you know an hour and a half in length in terms of you know filming time. This can be applied to that. Now, Mark, Think about what you just said about in Joe Rogan. I had to ask you, you talking about Joe Rogan's voice, do you mean his words or his actual voice? Our voices, when they're digitized, are binary code, yeah. Our voices can be reproduced by a computer. yeah, and the way that lifelike speech is being is 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 getting better and better, although Siri, you know, sometimes still sounds a little wonky, uh, they can not only reproduce a script, you cannot you can reproduce actors dead or alive. Their voices, based on this algorithm, based on the binary code that a digital voice is based on, and you could have scripts performed. And what they're doing now, of course, on the video end, on the on the on the live side, they can resurrect actors that have passed on. Now, with their voice, with a script that was written by a computer, voiced by a computer, and acted by a computer.
0: Well, do you know, do you remember the James Earl Jones story from a couple months ago?
1: No, no. Tell me. Oh, uh, tell, go, he we're, retired we're his voice
0: and basically said he is signing off the rights to his voice as darth vader yes
1: yes that's to right through
0: the star wars franchise so they yeah. are allowed to now recreate anything using that voice
1: which they can do which they can do now oh yeah it's it's scary it's scary freakish freakish, freakish in a good way but yeah. i mean a freakish i mean no no not in the good way when it comes to this as long as people like you said as they sign off on it but there are going to be a lot of people you know, you talk about, like, machines taking jobs. One of the things you, one of the things you don't assume, you know, a computer or a, or a, a robot taking the job of is a, a writer or an actor yeah. or a voice artist, which is also another form of being an actor. So, you know, if, if all of a sudden our writers are going to be replaced by machines that can put out some pretty interesting things to read, that's friggin' amazing and weird and, again, scary at the same time.
0: Want to win a new TCL 30XE 5G? Click to yourtechreport.com. Check out our social media. You can enter right now. We've got two to give away. Um, Perfect gifts for whatever might be coming up. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day. All that fun stuff. It is your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Flallow. We'll be back in a second.
1: Your tech report will be right back.
0: Let's Take This Outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And at Let's